Can you crowdsource happiness? Let's give it a try. This is the podcast, Build Your Happy Place. I'm Tom Pereira, and I was dipped in Prozac as a child. In this podcast, we talk to physicians who are either acutely or chronically afflicted with happiness, and we ask them their advice on how to actively improve our lives. I wanted this podcast to be a little different. This podcast is really going out to all of the medical students who are finishing med school this year and going into emergency medicine. So I had the pleasure of meeting close to 300 medical students who came to interview with us. Here's what I came out of that with. Holy gosh, they're kind of cool. They have done some amazing things with their lives. I thought we would take a moment and help them find wellness in celebrating their accomplishments. I have with us Zane Javade, one of our third years, and my long-term partner in crime, Pick Mukherjee. Zane, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think one of the, the best examples I could think of is when I think back to MS4 year, when I'm about to graduate med school and finally uh, start residency. I remember this was probably one of the first times that I really enjoyed the moment. Instead of thinking about all the struggles or all the next steps that we have to go through, I really was, was proud of myself. This is the first time that I'm gonna be called a doctor. And I think I really felt it when my parents came up to me and you know this was during our virtual graduation and they finally told me that they were proud of me for all the accomplishments that I've done. I think as people in medicine we kind of have this personality where we have this delayed gratification. We're always focusing on the next goals, the next steps, but think about how far you come along as, as a med student. So I think that this is so important not just here for medical students but it's one of the things that people in medicine do wrong all the time. Taking the time to celebrate the little victories even in the middle of a shift is important. If you think about all that you have accomplished in medical school, wow! When I first started med school, I had no idea what the common cold was. I didn't know what a pneumonia was. I had no idea what antibiotics were. Can I just say, I still don't know if I'm supposed to feed a fever and starve a cold or the other way around. It's still don't the, know that. It's on the shelf exam, Tom. Okay. If I if I saw an EKG, I, it would just look like little scribbles to me. I would have no clue what a chest x-ray was. And think about how, how much easier that becomes at the end of your med school. These little things that we learn how to do, we have to celebrate these things. And I think that we all get better so quickly that it becomes commonplace and we don't actually celebrate how great it is. Uh, a lot of the uh, intern class, because this never stops after med school, uh, are thinking, oh, well, this was hard or I struggled with this. And like, look back six months ago to what you can do now that you couldn't do then. And it is amazing. A lot of the students that I spoke to who had an interest in teaching found that they really enjoyed teaching people a year or two under them because it was working with people who were in those stages allowed them to start to see, wow, I know a lot. In medicine, a lot of times what we do is we compare ourselves to people who've been practicing medicine and reading EKGs and reading chest x-rays for about 20, 30 years. But we don't really think about how much we've progressed in our own lives, in our um, in our accomplishments. So, you know, just kind of thinking about all the successes that we've uh, we've done. So really, take the time to celebrate your victory. So I have with us Sarah Gilman. She also has a contribution to why you, as a graduating medical student, probably should be pretty happy. One big reason is you get to see your first paycheck, which as a medical student, you didn't get to see. 
You're coming out, you're gonna do uh, residency, and re residency really starts to be not paying for your education anymore. N now they are paying you. Sarah, uh, if it is not gauche uh, to ask, how much do you make? I'm happy to say 75000 for the so, first time so in my life. So 75000 uh, we are in the New York area, 75000 turns out to be pretty close to the starting salary average around New York City. I remember that it was not just the salary that I was making, because at the time I was only making $16,000 a year. But the fact that I wasn't paying all that money to medical school, and if you talk about a change in salary from, you know, negative fifty dollars to $70,000 a year to positive $70,000 a year, you are talking about a difference of, wow. It's very exciting, and if you're curious what I did with my first paycheck, no, I did not buy ice cream, but I put it towards a dog, which has changed my life. Talk about a wellness awesome thing. Tell me about your dog. The best part is I got it from working at LIJ. I was working with a nurse whose friend was giving the dog away, and I actually had some money in my paycheck that I could put towards getting a dog, and she makes me happy every single day. She's a golden doodle. She's 50 pounds at eight months, and it's a really nice thing to come home from residency to. So there's an extra reason to be happy. You can spend that paycheck on something slightly extravagant uh, that you would not do normally, and what a great thing to do. Any other words for our medical students who are just graduating? It's an exciting time. Look forward to a big change in your career, having more responsibility in a way that makes you feel like you're changing yourself but also making a difference in other people's lives and you get paid for it. Thank you for listening. You've dedicated your life to helping others. You deserve to take a bow and feel good. I hope something we said resonated with you and helps you build your happy place. <laughs> Be well. <laughs>